0: Hello everyone and welcome back to Eyes and the Minds. My name is John and I'm going solo this weekend. Uh, what well we're going to be rebranding the Exalted episodes because that sounds sweet and magical, I suppose. So this is going to be episode 59 and a half since Ian started the convention of naming these half episodes and we're just going to talk. We're just going to sit here and talk. It is uh, May 3rd, so the first episode of May, and we're going to talk about a few things. Uh, first up, let's talk about that Dark Guardian Band. At uh, the beginning of the last week's episode, I briefly mentioned that the episode was recorded way before the Felidar Guardian ban. And just to kind of mention the other bands, um, Leovold needed to go in Commander, uh, Protean Hulk is going to be interesting in Commander, um, since his Vining Top needed to go, and Gush and Probe needed to get restricted in Vintage, because, yeah, that was kind of silly. Anyways, the surprise Felidar Guardian ban was a surprise, um... Like I said previously, I think I expected—I and I said this privately and maybe a little bit publicly—that I was expecting either no bands in standard or, or like two bands in standard. I was expecting something like Heart and Guardian or Heart and Gideon or Gideon, Gideon and Guardian to go. So when we get the uh, emergency band of Felidar Guardian, uh, I a was ev- agreed with everybody that it was definitely a good idea. Um, the timing was, of course, the awkward part, and there's been a bunch of think pieces. Uh, Saffron Olive did a great think piece. Um, all the other podcasts that kind of talk about kind of the magic zeitgeist have all really discussed whether or not, you know, whether it was really the data that drove them to it. And I, and I would think that, yeah, it was definitely the data that, that brought them to that conclusion because there's no way that they could, you know, come to this conclusion without having seen kind of the outcry. And then sure, they might have used the data to, you know, validate the this emergency ban, but we all knew it needed to go. So SCG Atlanta happened, and it was kind of dominated by Mardu Vehicles, which was not too big of a surprise if you think about it. Uh, I just I was just listening to Magic Mikes and Evan Irwin put it best, where he said that you know the people who were playing Mardu Vehicles they were gonna play Mardu Vehicles regardless of whether Sahili got banned or, or the Sahili deck got you know crushed or banned or whatever. And so the Sahili players needed to then rally and figure out what they needed to do, and it turns out that some of them went into a Just Sky Control deck, or they were decided to go into the Marvel deck. So I think that they were able to rally a little bit for the tournament. Uh, but the next big standard tournament is going to really dictate what that is. And while the Pro Tour is in two weeks, the big standard tournament that's probably going to show up is probably going to be the PTQ on the Sunday of GP Richmond, which we'll get to a little bit later. Now, there were only two days of prep, so there's no way that a new deck could have probably usurped Marty Vehicles. While there were a lot of really awesome decks, there was red-white humans, we saw blue-black zombies, there was more blue-red zombies... There's a deck that I've been piloting, which was the Grixis Tower decks, which I think I'm going to go to blue-red. I haven't decided yet. Uh, and with that, you know, now that there's a target on Marty Vehicle's heads, control decks know what they need to aim for. And I've already seen a few people on Twitter mention how secretly pull from tomorrow, the X blue-blue spell that's draw X cards, discard a card, might be the best card in standard. I would expect that card, if it does, you know, show up, is going to be huge, just like Torrential Gearhulk was huge. Uh, at Protor Kaladesh and being the surprise of the tourney. Moving on, 1v1 Commander is going to be be, uh, shown off on Magic Online here in a little bit, because primarily, apparently, people play one-on-one Commander on Magic Online. I've been known to play it in paper myself when we don't have enough people to get a three- or four-person pod together. That said, I normally play with just our regular Commander decks. I don't play with the French list, or the French band list, I should say where Soul Ring is banned, but Emrakul's okay, where Mana Crypt's gone, but Primeval Titan's fine. Because 1v1 is a very different metagame than a multiplayer game. Because the reason why cards like Primeval Titan, or Upheaval, or Sylvan Primordial, or Emrakul the Eon's are banned in uh, Multiplayer Commander is because they kind of promote bad board states, and the issue with creatures like Primetime and Sylvan Primordial are that they continue to get copied or killed and reanimated until something happens and the game kind of hinges around those cards almost in too big of a way like in a commander game i'm fine if one card kind of dictates the action of maybe a turn cycle or two i've been playing a uh, blueless deck with a birthing pod in it and whenever i sit down at the table with one specific person they always point out like, hey he's got birthing pot in his deck and if he resolves it it needs to go And that kind of thing lets you play with maybe a deck that's a little bit more powerful than everyone else's. And then you're essentially playing a game of Arch Enemy. Now, in 1v1, 30 is also 30 life as opposed to 40 life. And 1v1 has different needs. Soul Ring is wildly unbalanced in a 1v1 game. And that's why they have a 1v1 ban list that's cultivated by Wizards. But But it is different than the... One than the band list cultivated by the Magic by the Rules Committee for Commander. Now there's a few cards that are not on the one v one list that are on the are that are on the multiplayer list and so on and so forth. But the big thing for me is that I don't want to play multiplayer Magic with the one v one band list. I want to play it with the multiplayer band list. Now I don't know if it's possible for Wizards to differentiate between a one v one Commander deck and a regular Commander deck or whether it would have to be another kind of tab bar in Magic Online. But for me, the way that I see it now, I don't know if I... I haven't played EDH on Magic Online in a while, and I don't think I'm going to ever again. While 101 Commander is fun and fine, and I'm not saying that you can't have your fun, it's not the fun that I like to enjoy. Uh, So I think that I'm kind of going to cash out of Commander on Magic Online, get rid of all my Commander staples, maybe draft a little bit more. And I'm just going to stick to Commander in paper because it is easier to kind of cultivate the kind of players and the kind of expectations that you can have at the table. And that's really what Commander means to me, is it's kind of a shared experience where everybody gets to have fun. Moving forward, the big event this weekend is Grand Prix Richmond, which is Amonkhet sealed. First off, Amonkhet Limited is sweet. There's a lot of really fun things that you can do, and all the decks have, you know, a little bit of play to them. I haven't drafted all the decks, but I've seen most of the decks played, through judging over the pre-release, doing a few sealed events, and doing several drafts on Magic Online, and you know they're all they all do different things. The black-white zombies decks are really awesome. The black-green counters decks, when they get going, can they can really roll roll around the game. Uh, the blue-green ramp decks I've seen go off a little bit, but they really need a little bit more help in the uncommons to rare slot than some of the other decks do. Uh, Red-white aggro has been a deck that I've been trying out a little bit more of. I haven't quite gotten to the right mix of creatures and spells yet, but I think that's more of a function of uh, the early format. Uh, I have, I will say that I just finished a match earlier today uh, playing red white against a blue white deck that had triple compulsory re- compulsory rests, which was the which is the pacifism, and that was really hard to get through. But I did manage to win that game, which was sweet. Uh, cycling is probably the best mechanic in the entire set, just because it makes sure that some of your dead draws aren't super dead. I may have been playing 16 lanes a little bit more than I should, especially in decks that are splashing a third color. However, I think that overall the format is really cool. Um, like Cycling just makes all this format just great. It makes everything work really, really well. And even cards like Desert Seradon or River Serpent just tend to work really well. Now, my favorite archetype that I've drafted so far, and I've drafted it three separate times so far, is Blue Red Spells, with my favorite deck being the one that I've drafted most recently. Uh, I'll be sure to include a picture of the deck in a future, in a, uh, in a future tweet from the Eyes of the Mize account, because this deck had it all. It had Kefnet that got, that got passed to me in pack two. It had three Hieroglyphic Illuminations, which I only played two in the main deck. It had three Sacred Excavations, the four mana sorcery that picks up two cyclers from your graveyard, uh, playing two in the main deck. I had two Sweltering Suns, which is the three mana ang- destroy, deal three to all creatures with cycling for three. And then it also had, you know, it had a Sensor, it had Essence Scatter, and my win conditions were two Nimbleblade nimble Kenras, which are the 1-3 prowess for one and a red. And it also had Enigma Drake in the deck, which was absurd. I would have loved a Warfire Javelinier, but unfortunately, I had to take pull from tomorrow as my pack one pick one. And the deck is, was really sweet. It went 2-1, it didn't 3-0, oh, but that was because I got I lost one, game one of the first round to turn one Soulscar Mage, turn two Consuming Fervor, hit you for five. Uh, and I had no blue mana. I went mountain, mountain, missed a land drop, and I was just—I just knew I was dead. Um, but I think that this this format is going to be really sweet. And I think that uh, listening to Ella, listening to Luis Scott Vargas on limited resources during their comments and Uncommon Set reviews, saying that you know this format might be one of the might end up being one of the greats, one of the top five formats of all time. And I don't know yet. I think it definitely has legs, and I think there's a lot of things you could do in this format. So far, I can say that I enjoyed Kaladesh a lot more than I have enjoyed Amonkhet. Will that be true when Amonkhet is in the rear view mirror behind us? I don't know yet. I know that I'm enjoying this format, and that's all that matters to me right now. So this weekend is GP Richmond. Our guest last week, Vinny, is going to be up there. So if you see him or if you see someone that sounds like him, go ahead and say hi. Uh, I wish I was there, but unfortunately... Have to stay behind. Next week, we're going to talk about the lead up into the Pro Tour Amenket. And hopefully, over the course of that week, and maybe the next, over the course of that weekend and the weekend after, and the week after, you'll be getting some interviews from uh, yours truly to some of the big names there that are here in Nashville for the Pro Tour. I'm really excited to get to be able to go behind the scenes and hopefully talk to a few people Uh, on my tab, on my tabs open for my, uh, for my browser. I have the show notes for this little uh, exalted episode as well as some uh, questions that I have lined up for some of the big names. I will save you the trouble, or I'll save you the uh, suspense for some of these, or give you suspense. I can't words very well, it seems. In any case, I want to thank you guys so much for listening. I'll include a few of the links to the things that I mentioned in the show notes below. Uh, if you want to catch Ian on Twitter, he is at DixonIJ, and he is on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Dix. Go ahead and send him your love, because he is out in the middle of army training, because uh, he got his... uh. His training got moved up a week, so that's why it's uh, only you and me, guys, and Ian is out. So go ahead and send him your love. If you want to find me on Twitter, you can find me at jwiley129. I'm also on Twitch by the same handle, so don't hesitate to say hi if you see me in a chat room. Of course, if you want to reach the podcast directly, you can do so at Eyes on the on Twitter. Or if you have a more personal question, shoot us an email at eyesonthemize at gmail.com. Please give us your feedback. We would love to hear how we can best improve the podcast for you, our listeners. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll talk to you all next time.